This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. Welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host, Vanessa, welcoming you to this wonderful grey zone, unless you work in retail or in hospitality, I have to say, welcome to the grey zone of what day is it, what what date is it, is there any ham left from Christmas, and is it New Year's yet, uh, how you doing, are you doing okay, did you survive Christmas all right? For some of us, Christmas can be an amazing, wonderful time. Some of us actually were just working ridiculously hard and we're worn out. And some people, it's like it's not what we want it to be. Like we don't get to have what we would choose. And so it can be really hard. So I really hope that things are going okay and you're getting through or that even if it's just like a smidgen of really, really good. But uh, what I want to talk about today is we're trucking on through our series of From Action for Happiness, The 10 Keys to Happier Living. And today is part nine. So we've only got today and next today's show and next week's show. And then we're all done with that. And then it'll be the new year and it'll be like this brand new start and it'll be really nice. So yeah. But before I get into all the juiciness that we're going to talk about today, which is all about acceptance, which I think a really wonderful kind of coincidence that that's the show that is coming up between Christmas and New Year. So it's this really nice because I think coming into New Year so often, um, those of us experience mental health, like we are just mean to ourselves. So actually adding a little bit more acceptance into our life, I think can be great. But before I get into all that, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers, and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities, based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoro and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress to Health and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health. I do play that ad, ad, sorry, that ad again at the end of the show. So you'll be able to stick around, grab a pen and paper, and you'll be able to grab all those contact details. So if you think, hey, that sounds like something to be helpful for myself or for someone else, you'll be able to know where to reach out. Now, just remember, we're in Progress to Health is in the close down period for Christmas because they closed their last day of work was the 20th of December, and they open again on the 9th of January. Well, I say they, but I mean me because I work at Progress to Health, so it's myself as well. So middle of 
of the holidays right now. Yay. Uh, so don't forget that like you can reach out on any of those contact details, but we won't respond. There won't be a response until Monday, at least the Monday of the 9th of January because that's when everyone's back in the office. Well, most people. I think some people are actually taking extra time, which is wonderful because like if you can, why not? Okay, so let's jump right into this. So part nine of the 10-part series of the 10 keys to happier living from Action for Happiness. Now, Action for Happiness is an amazing online global organization that's all about building and growing kindness and happiness in the world. And one of the things they do is this 10 keys to happier living. They do the um, monthly calendars with actions for like happiness actions that you can do that I normally share every month, but I haven't done because I've been doing these 10 keys to happier living. Um, but today we're talking all about acceptance and I just absolutely love it because it's such the perfect one to do post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve, pre-New Year, because I have to say quite often this is the time that all our New Year's resolution stuff starts kind of really kicking in. People start making plans and kind of like getting really either feeling like they have to, so some of the shoulds, musts and have tos come out and sometimes we actually just really get excited for that kind of wipe slate clean feeling that the New Year can give us sometimes. But also sometimes, especially kind of being all in the pandemic stuff, actually we can just be kind of feeling worn out and not really know, kind of like just having not a lot of good left, right? So I think this whole section about acceptance and being comfortable with who you are could be really, really great. But if you want to look up anything I'm talking about today, you can find them on the Action for Happiness website, which is just actionforhappiness, one word, dot org. So actionforhappiness.org, then the word for amongst that action for happiness is F-O-R. So action, F-O-R, happiness, all one word, dot org. Okay, let's jump straight into it. So acceptance, be comfortable with who you are. No one is perfect, yet we often expect ourselves to be. When we learn to accept ourselves, we are likely to be happier and better at growing and learning. How we feel about ourselves can have a big influence on how happy and resilient we are. Accepting that, like all human beings, we have strengths and imperfections, will make mistakes and sometimes fail, is an important component of psychological well-being. It doesn't mean we don't feel bad when we mess up, but we don't dwell on it as much or beat ourselves up about it. This means we are able to learn and grow and move on. We are also less likely to feel ashamed and withdraw from others, and it can boost our relationships and compassion towards others. The good news is research shows that we can learn to accept ourselves more. We can learn how to accept ourselves more. Developing the skills of self-compassion, a better understanding of our strengths, how to use these more, and ways to work with and around our weaknesses can all positively impact our happiness. This may be more important than ever before. Social media makes it very easy to compare how we feel inside about ourselves to how we perceive other people and their lives are from the outside. Yet most of us only post the best images of ourselves online. We may even feel we have to edit or filter our photos to make us look how we think we should rather than how we actually are. We seek others' likes to validate the images that we post and feel bad about ourselves if we don't get enough of these. This can affect us at any age, but it can be especially damaging when we're young. Being more able to know and accept our whole self, to be real rather than trying to be perfect, is a firmer foundation for a happier life at any age. Self-acceptance versus self-esteem. So both self-acceptance and self-esteem are generally positively associated with psychological well-being. However, there are differences between them, especially when it comes to how we pursue them. 
Self-acceptance is an awareness of both the positive and negative aspects of ourself, while maintaining an attitude of positive regard. It's been associated with reduction in psychological ill health and is integral to well-being. Albert Ellis, a well-known psychologist, described two choices, accepting ourselves conditionally, i.e. only under certain conditions, for example when we succeed, or unconditionally, under all circumstances. The first choice he proposes is harmful. If we don't fulfil the conditions we set ourselves and fail, we think we are lesser or good for nothing. Rather than accepting failings is a normal part of life and learning from it. When we accept ourselves unconditionally, we recognise that there will be times we perform well and, well, we'll also make mistakes and sometimes fail. Acceptance involves acknowledging the unvarnished facts of ourselves and our situation, the good and the not so good, without judging ourselves. Rather than this causing us to be stuck with things as they are, acceptance is the foundation for growth and change. Self-esteem is our sense of value or worth. It is based on judgment about how good we are in specific areas of our lives, i.e. performing at school, work or in sport or in relationships, or relative to other people. As it can be dependent on our judgment about success or failure or in a comparison to others, it can be fragile. Pursuit of self-esteem can lead us to overly focus on or inflate the positive aspects of ourselves and our performance and ignore or hide areas we don't feel good about. Our need for high self-esteem to feel good about ourselves in this way can make it harder for us to seek and accept negative feedback, even if this is constructive. So making self-improvement can be difficult. It can also cause us to feel angry or defensive when our self-esteem is threatened. And they go on to say, one practical way we can develop self-acceptance is through learning to be self-compassionate. So do you have an inner critic or an inner wise, kind friend? Think about a friend messing up or failing at something. What would you say to them and how would you say it? Now think about yourself making a similar mistake or failing in that way. What would you say to yourself and how would you say it? Is there a difference? In which situation are you more likely to be tougher? Many of us are harsher on ourselves than we are on others, often much harsher. Whilst this inner critic usually wants us to be the best we can, it can have the opposite effect, undermining our ability to perform, and makes us overly fear failure. An overly critical inner voice activates the threat system of our primitive emotional brain. This causes us to feel emotions like fear and shame, which in turn can make us less able to improve and grow. Cultivating an inner voice that is more like a wise, kind and helpful friend can help us feel happier, more confident, less stressed and better able to develop ourselves. It's not about ignoring our mistakes, but finding constructive ways to learn and move forward. So they have a suggestion, so try it out. What would a wise, kind and helpful friend say to you when you mess up or fall short of your own expectations? How would they say it? How will you remember this the next time you make a mistake or fail? For example, a kind neutral observer might say, when you were late with that report, I could see you felt a bit stupid and embarrassed. You worried what others might think of you. That must, be been, that must have been unpleasant and difficult for you. Remember, you weren't late on purpose. Other people have been late too and will be in the future. It can happen to anyone. Now reflect on what can you learn to do for the next time.
What is self-compassion? Cultivating a kinder, more constructive inner voice is part of learning to be more self-compassionate. Compassion isn't something that only applies to how we respond to others when they're struggling. We can be compassionate to ourselves. Compassion means acknowledging the suffering and being motivated to help alleviate or prevent it. Dr. Kristen Neff, one of the world's leading experts on the topic, has identified three key components which combined enable self-compassion. 1. Kindness rather than judgment. Messing up, failing or struggling is part of life, and of course doesn't feel good. Rather than beating ourselves up for not being good enough, when we are self-compassionate, we are warm and understanding towards ourselves, like we would be to a good friend. 2. Mindful awareness. This means honestly acknowledging our shortcomings, mistakes and struggles. And the difficult, unpleasant emotions associated with these, but not getting caught up or stuck in them. And three, common humanity. When we feel inadequate or ashamed, it can be very isolating. It can feel like we're the only one that messes up. This can cause us to want to hide all or part of ourselves or disconnect from others. An important part of self-compassion is recognizing that all human beings make mistakes, fail sometimes, and are imperfect. It's normal. Reminding ourselves of this can help reduce difficult emotions and enables us to feel part of a shared human experience rather than alone. Self-compassion is not being soft on ourselves. It allows us to look at what we need to improve and work on rather than feel ashamed or avoidant. So it helps us grow and develop. Self-compassion is associated with happiness, optimism, life satisfaction, increased motivation, positive body image and taking care of our health. It is also associated with reduced risk of depression, anxiety, reduced stress and perfectionism and benefit our connections with others. Self-compassion during major life difficulties supports resilience and higher psychological well-being. Self-compassion also benefits our connections with others, making us more able to see others' perspective, more likely to forgive and be kind. It also seems to help us accept others' limitations and mistakes too. So the suggestion in the try it section is think about a recent time you messed up or felt inadequate and the difficult emotions you felt as a result. Now practice a self-compassionate approach in your mind or by writing yourself a letter in a kind way as if you were being a kind, compassionate, neutral observer. Express acknowledgement and understanding of the situation and how you felt. List the specific difficult emotions. Think about the ways other people might have done or experienced something similar. Express caring, not judgment. Notice how this feels. Next section, the benefits of playing to your strengths. As human beings, we have natural negative, negativity bias, a tendency to focus on what's wrong and interpret ambiguous information negatively. And this can extend to what we focus on in ourself. Many of us give more attention and weight to what we're not good at than we give to what we do well and effortlessly. Yet all of us have a mix of strengths and weaknesses. We can think of strengths in different ways, for example talents, our natural abilities and intelligence, skills or com competencies that we have learned and developed, our interests, our passions, our values and external resources that we can draw on. One of the most, studies form, sorry, the most studied forms of strength is what is known as character strength. Positive personality traits that reflect our basic identity, produce positive outcomes for ourselves and others and contribute to the collective good. Indeed, it has been said that good character is not the absence of defects, rather it is a family of positive characteristics. The most widely applied model of character strengths is known as the VIA, V-I-A, 
formerly this stood for values and action, but is now taken to represent a pathway to well-being and other positive outcomes. The VIA was developed to provide an inventory of what is best in human beings. It comprises of 24 strengths that were found to be universal across different cultures and history. The VIA survey of these strengths is free. And there's a link below on this page, actionforhappiness.org, 10 keys to happiness, looking under acceptance. So it has, so the VIA survey of these strengths is free and has been taken by millions of people around the world and is available in many different languages. Dr. Ryan Numick, one of the leading experts in VIA character strengths, defines these as ways of behaving, thinking or feeling that we have a natural capacity for, enjoy doing, and which enable us to perform well. Our character strengths can be a dri- the driving force behind making the most of our talents, passions and other resources. For example, we may be na- have a naturally good singing voice, but applying the character strength of perseverance will help us make the most of that talent and develop the skills we need to become a great singer. Taking a strengths focus doesn't mean ignoring our weaknesses, but rather keeping those in perspective and finding ways we can work with and around them. In fact, once we have an understanding of our strengths, we can use these to help us develop, manage and mitigate our weaker areas and even reframe them constructively. Over the last 20 years or so, research has shown that there are well-being and other benefits that come from becoming aware of our strengths and finding ways to use them more. In a classic Replicated study, identifying our, t- identifying our top character strengths and choosing one to use in new ways for a week was found to increase happiness and reduce unhappiness for up to six months. Studies show that understanding and putting our strengths into practice can make, have a wide range of potential benefits, including feeling happier, more confident and less stressed, boosting energy and resilience, boosting our relationships with others and being better at developing ourselves. People who apply their strengths are found to be more likely to achieve goals, be more engaged and perform better at work or school. So have a try. Think something to try out. Think back over the past week. Identify examples of you using your strengths. Think of times when you both functioned well and felt good. Enjoying what you were doing. Whether that's at home, during your leisure time, at work, college, school, alone or with others. Now pick one of the strengths you used last week and think of how you might use it in the week ahead. Where would you use it? When will you do it? Give it a go. And I think it's really important to sort of point out, I know when we have mental health things going on and we have challenges and the world sometimes feel like it's on fire and our brains just hate us and everything is going horrible it can be really hard to kind of enact like positivity look for the good in life look for the strengths that we've got like nothing went well there's nothing I'm grateful for nothing I did was really good I have no strengths sometimes I just fall back on the I survived today I I have overcome 100% of the challenges I've had in life. Yes, some of them have really knocked me for six and some of them I still have trauma from, but I have survived them. So I have that as a strength, like that I survived. I may be a mess afterwards, but I got through, right? So it's actually like if you're listening to me talk about this and it's kind of feeling not great and you're like, Vanessa, you're not doing anything good for my mental health here. This is not what I come to fighting stigma for. I really want you to take a moment and think, hey, what was the self-care action I did today? Like, because I swear you will have done one. Like, even if you did nothing else except get up, leave your bedroom and go use the toilet, right? Because actually you didn't do it in your bed. 
right? Because that's actually a self-care action. Maybe you fed yourself. Maybe you took your medication. Maybe you actually did all of the things you're like you're supposed to do, right? I don't know if you can hear my little rabbit ears that I'm doing there with my hands, right? But actually, any any step that you did is a strength because some days it's so much easier to not do anything. And so anytime you do any of those self-care actions, that's a strength. That perseverance, that kind of fighting through for yourself, something to celebrate. Now, the next part of the, I'm just going to give you a synopsis of the end of the uh, acceptance part of Action for Happiness, 10 Keys to Happier Living, because it's all about exploring your signature strengths and applying them. And that's all taken for granted that you've gone out and done the VIA survey and you know what your strengths are. So I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis of what's on the page so that you can kind of go, hey, that makes me feel like maybe I want to go do the VIA survey so I can work out what my signature strengths are so I can actually do this sort of exercise. So they're talking about getting to know and use your signature strengths, right? And so what they say is that what you could try is look at over the week, notice the different ways you're using your signature strength. So obviously you do the via survey, it's going to give you, these are your top so many strengths, right? And then like share the list with five people you trust, right? And then reflect back about the types of tasks on your to-do list that you typically got done most readily. Like what was the easiest things for you to get done in your life, right? And then think about what task are really hard and then what extent are the different tasks, you know, what strengths feel feed into both of those right the ones that were easy the ones that were really hard um, and then they have another whole section um, about how to apply it so it's about identifying five tasks that's on your current to-do list and for each one think of one of your strengths that you could use while doing it so if you're looking for that fire server I don't have the link it's it's literally a button on the page so I can't grab it to give you the website go to action for happiness and look up 10 keys to happier living look in the acceptance and scroll down you'll find the link so give it a go but it's that thing of I think that self-compassion stuff is so so important because we all talk about self-confidence and self-esteem and we all know when we don't have good self-confidence and self-esteem we feel horrific and it's not good and we don't interact well with ourselves and the world but I really love like and I feel it for myself like so so truly the whole thing of like self-compassion is the thing that makes the difference in my world. Self-compassion is the thing that is I'm using to heal myself, that I'm like accepting myself, that is helping me build my self-confidence and my self-esteem. It's helping me feel like I'm okay, I'm allowed a place in the world, that I, like, I'm just treating myself lovingly and kindly and with compassion, and it makes such a difference. So I'm so glad they had a lot in there. So I'm hoping being that we're in the middle of that whole weird Christmas New Year time, that you're not feeling too uncompassionate around yourself, that you're actually giving yourself some time off, giving yourself some kind of leeway for you're not really sure maybe what next year's going to look like. Is it still going to be as hard as 2022 was? Is it going to get better? Uh, so what I want to do now is do a section we do every single show of Fighting Stigma. It's a series of support lines. So if actually you're finding it really hard to be self-compassionate, maybe you could reach out and have a chat to someone on one of these lines and actually just kind of get a little bit of support about how to be compassionate for yourself. So grab a pen and paper and write some of these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now that's pretty much what it's called. So need to talk. 
1737. It's a free call or text service, and it's available 24-7, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor, and their service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text, 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. You may have seen some of their ads around, like um, with John Kewin. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So Depression Helpline 0800 111 757. Now, they're the other, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8 a.m. in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now, the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line. It's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family, and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line. It's for general health, medical um, medical health, physical health, and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body, you don't know what's happening. You're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Totoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, the number is 0800 688 
0800-333-763. So I hope you grab those. If you missed any of them, I do play that at the end of every single show of Fighting Stigma. But that's all we have time for today. So I'm wishing you a very early, happy New Year's. Hope you're taking care of yourselves and those around you, practicing some self-acceptance and some self-compassion. From us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.